Hello, hello. Friends, if you have water nearby, drink up. If you don't have water nearby, uh, go get some water or something that hydrates you and drink up. How are you all doing? I am in constant pain. I'm on Invisalign week five. It is irritating. I cannot even close my mouth properly this week. Weeks two to four was chill, but I started week five yesterday. I'm fucking pissed. The thing about me is I'm a very, very exuberant person. When I'm slightly to really uncomfortable like I am with the Invisalign, I turn into... She seems a little sullen. She seems super angry. She seems super bitchy. That kind of a vibe. So I'm going to try real hard to not get pissed while talking today, but it might happen. (laughs) What are we talking about today? What am I talking about? Because you're just here listening. First, I just want to say, if you've been listening all this time, thank you so much. If there are topics you want me to talk about, give my opinions on, please drop me an audio message. My scariest travel experience. It actually happened on my solo road trip. So if you scroll back to a couple episodes ago, I talked about Vieques, Puerto Rico, which is my favorite place ever. I experienced a lot of positives and a lot of good highs on that one. And this story I'm about to tell, I honestly like feared for my life. I know that there are a lot of other situations that are fearful. But when you're traveling alone as a woman, as a short Asian woman that sticks out like a sore thumb, sticks out like a sore thumb because you're traveling throughout the South and you barely see any Asians anywhere, it's terrifying. The place is Big Bend National Park in Texas. So Big Bend is on the border of Texas and Mexico. When you're in the park, there is one section where you can go through immigration and essentially go into Mexico. Big Bend is actually one of the most national. Uh, the, you know what? Let me take off my Invisalign and talk. I really don't want to though. You're gonna suffer with me through this. Big Bend is one of the most remote national parks to get to because the closest city is six hours away, and that is El Paso, Texas. I can talk about El Paso in another episode. I actually surprisingly really enjoy that city. They have so much land out there, but it is a desert. Cell service is really, really spotty slash almost non-existent, except for this little place in town. It's actually a ghost town, nationally recognized, nationally certified, whatever, ghost town. I was not staying in the ghost town because hotels there costed, I don't know, $300, $400 a night. I have never spent that much money on a hotel. Hopefully one day I will feel comfortable enough to do that, but um, definitely not two, three years ago. I ended up staying at an Airbnb. The host, they created this campground. And it's glamping, but not glamping. What I mean by that is they renovated old cars, boats, buses, RVs, and made that into a sleeping area. So you didn't have to bring your own tent. I drove in from San Antonio, Texas to Big Bend National Park, and that takes between seven and eight hours. So I woke up super early and started driving because I wanted to arrive before the sun had set. That's another thing, like when you're a woman and you're traveling solo, you want to do all these things before night hits. 
I found my way to the campground, and it takes a long, like, from, from the main road, it's another 20-minute drive to the campground, to the campsite that I was staying at. So I get situated, and in that campground, there is Wi-Fi where the owner lives. So I'm there, connecting to Wi-Fi, and these two old men come up to me and be like, oh, hey, how's your day going, yada yada, small talk. They both work for the campground. Hey, I just arrived. I'm, you know, excited to be here and explore Big Bend National Park. Do you guys have any recommendations? And one of them is like, oh, you have such beautiful eyes. And I go, oh, thank you. Because I do. I do have very beautiful eyes. My spidey senses don't go off during that conversation. It's all very friendly and helpful. If you want a campfire, you have to buy some kindling and wood. I'm like, yes, I would love to buy some. And we're just making all this small talk. And one of them goes, do you need help building that fire? I can come back in the evening and help you if you need. I'm like, oh, sure, that's great. That'd be great. Then he goes, you know, if you need some help, we should exchange Facebook messengers. I've done this before and it's never gone bad. And so I'm like, yeah, that'd be nice. I'm thinking if something happens out here, I just want to know how to contact someone around here to help me out. I don't remember this old man's name anymore. Thank goodness. So I'm doing my own thing. I come back before the sun sets because I want to take a shower. The shower, there's only one outdoor shower for this entire campground. There are public showers, but that's like four miles away. And there's no address. So I can't exactly punch it into my gps this outdoor shower is right off of the dirt road in the campground i'm a short person the door of this outdoor shower went from like right above my boobs chest area to right above my knees so i decided to move my car in front of the shower just to get a little bit more privacy i'm racing against the sun right now the sun is winning So I'm in my sports bra and I'm in my underwear. I'm just like, where's the freaking shower spigot? I don't know where it goes. All of a sudden, these headlights come at me. Stops right in front of the shower. It is one of the old men, the skinnier one. And he goes, oh, you're looking good over there. Do you need any help? Do you want me to come over and help you? You would look so good in like low rise jeans. You look so good in your t-shirt and your shorts this afternoon. You know, like one of the campsites, it's a boat. That's the only campsite here where nudity is allowed. You belong on that boat. Are you sure you don't want me to come and help you with a shower? I can totally help you. Do you still want me to come over later tonight and help you with a fire? To that I said, I'm all good. And he goes, I'm going to go to the public showers right now. Do you want to just hop in the truck with me and we'll go together? This man talked to me while I'm standing there. In my sports bra and my underwear he thinks i'm naked for a good 30 minutes headlights beaming straight at me him saying things like oh do you want me to wait while you finish i managed to shoo him away that night i was freaking exhausted from exploring big bend from driving down from san antonio from handling this because now my spidey senses are just on fire I knock the fuck out. And all of a sudden, there are lights coming up my campsite. I check my phone. It's 11 p.m. I'm like, who the fuck? 
I am sleeping in a renovated VW bug. So it's really tiny. And I don't know what this man is going to do. I can't predict. And I'm also terrified because Texas is an open carry state, which means they're allowed to carry their guns on their waists. And everybody that I met that day all had guns. I'm nervous because I don't know what would tick him off. Would he use the gun? If I had to defend myself and use the gun, I wouldn't know how to do it because at that point in time, I had never shot a gun myself. I scramble. I put on a clothes. I scramble to get out and be like, hey, what are you doing here? This man reeks of alcohol. He's slurring his words. He's breathing really close to me. And I'm just like, if you want to talk, then, you know, picnic table. Okay, don't get close to the VW bug. Don't get close to my car. Picnic table. And he's saying stuff like, I stumbled upon these three other ladies who were trying to make fire. So I helped them make fire. But the entire time I was looking at them, I was thinking about you because you have such beautiful eyes and like your legs, your legs. You're Asian too, you know? I was in the US military and I was stationed in a bunch of Asian countries. South Korea, Japan, Thailand. And you know what the Asian women taught me? How to give great massages. My parents were swingers. When I turned 13, my parents took me to a house party. And at midnight, my mother led me to a room where there was one chair in the middle of a circle. And all the ladies of that party sat in a circle. And my mother said, ladies, take good care of him. And left me with them for two days. And this happened twice a month for a couple of years. I could not believe what I was hearing. Like this man had been so desensitized to sex because his mother left him at orgies. Oh my God. And then he would say stuff like, how come you didn't visit me? I told you where I lived in the RV above that hill. How come you didn't visit me? I, I'm, I'm polygamous. I used to have a girlfriend every single day of the week, but then I married my wife and then she, and she didn't want me to have multiple girlfriends. So I stopped, but then our marriage was so unhappy that she said, okay, you can have some, you should totally come visit. I give really, really great massages. I start from the back and then I turn you over. It's shit like that. It gets, it gets worse. This time he takes, he talks between two and three hours. And I'm just like, what the absolute fuck right now? Like I cannot, I'm so exhausted. I cannot stay awake to fight for myself. I finally managed to shoo him off. He tries to be like, I'm going to come visit you tomorrow. I said, don't do it. And I literally leave the campsite at like 4.30 the next day in a couple of hours. And I don't go back until 11 p.m. <sighs> I hung around the ghost town over there, grabbed dinner. And I said, I can do, I, I can handle one beer because I need it because I'm so tense right now. I order a beer and the man next to me starts talking. My mind goes are you fucking kidding me? Like, just give me some peace and quiet. I cannot. This is too much. It was just like a dad figure who wanted to talk about birds. So it, that turned out fine. The next day was the day I was leaving Big Bend. So I left pretty damn early and I was like, all right, I don't think I'm ever going to have to see this person again. 
I'm driving down. I'm not on the main road yet, but I'm driving like that main road to the campground, exiting out, and I see him drive in, and he sees me. He does the quickest Yui I have ever seen a person do in my life, and he basically barricades me from leaving for a good two hours too. And he's talking about all this other bullshit like, oh, your makeup is so pretty. Like, look at your lips and look at your eyes and oh God. At the very end of it, he takes out his camera and takes a crap ton of photos of me. Y'all, I did not realize how terrifying that experience was until I arrived in El Paso. I moved everything into the Airbnb that I was staying at, broke down crying. My body just released all the tension it was holding inside when I felt safe in El Paso. My legs went weak. I could barely eat. I could barely eat for a week. I had no energy. I was so exhausted just from those three days of being on high alert. Now, this is not me knocking Big Ben National Park. I think everybody should go visit Big Ben National Park. It's beautiful. It is one of the. Um, it's like the night sky. So there's no lights that pollute the area you can see stars if it is a good day and there are no clouds this is where the conversation should talk about intersectionality of our identities as a woman of color as a person of color you have to be a lot more alert about your surroundings because you don't know what the fuck is going to come your way I would love to hear some of your scary travel stories. I think it's important to also talk about this, not just talk about the good things and the cool places that we go to. These darker stories are also important so people know what happens out there. And it's not just something we read in the news and be like, oh, this happened to someone who lives in this other state. Yeah, if you have your own stories to share, please drop me an audio message. Till next time, hydrate. I'm giving you guys lots of hugs no matter what you're going through right now. <sighs> Let's do one like exasperated sigh together, okay? <sighs> okay. Okay. We got this, whatever this needs to be. And um, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye for now.